Hello everybody and welcome back to Don't Burst My Bubble with me, your host, Josh Ascroft. On today's episode of the show, we're going to be breaking down all of the games from yesterday, that is the 11th of August, as well as giving you your daily injury report and breaking down some of the games that we have going on today. But before we have that, I just want to say thank you for listening. I would really appreciate it if you could share the show with anyone you know who likes NBA basketball and wants to keep up to date. I also want to give a couple of shout-outs to people who are listening. I want to give shout-outs to people in Spain. We got some new downloads. Austria, we got some new downloads. We've officially broken Canada, people. That's right. Shout-out to our listeners in Ontario. And on top of that, we also broke into Illinois with a couple big downloads. Illinois, Missouri, and Mississippi. Thank you for coming in strong. I appreciate everyone else who's listening. Also, absolutely, of course. But those are some new people. So I just wanted to say, you know, hello and welcome to the show. Really appreciate you being here. Stick around. Hit, hit follow on whatever podcasting website or app you use. I would really appreciate it. So without further ado, this is Don't Burst My Bubble. Okay, let's jump into the show as we always do with our daily injury report. I'm recording the show pretty early today, just before 10 a.m. So this is the injury report that was submitted last night at 5.30 p.m. Let's check it out, though. These are the games that we have coming up today. So, first game of the day, we have Houston Rockets and Indiana. The Rockets are yet to submit their team report. Yesterday, Russell Westbrook played and James Harden did not. Uh, I don't know whether they're going to throw in um, both stars today. I don't think it would be totally unlikely to happen, Um, As the standings sit right now, because really for the Rockets, this is about whether they want to be moving up or not, or trying to avoid moving down. They are currently a game up on the Thunder in fifth. The Rockets are in fourth. Um, And they are a game back on the Nuggets, who are in third. So if the Rockets got a win today, and uh, the Nuggets can't beat the Clippers today, um, then they could move up into that three spot. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about the, the standings later because a lot of things are potentially moving in the Western Conference that are going to completely change matchups. Uh, but back to the injury report. The Pacers, Brogdon listed as questionable. Jeremy Lamb still out, of course. Victor Oladipo is questionable. DeMontis Sabonis is out. Miles Turner is questionable. And TJ Warren is out. So really the Pacers without the majority of their starting lineup. For Toronto at Philadelphia, Philadelphia are yet to submit, but you can expect, I would imagine, um, the Joel Embiid, I would assume, will still not be playing, and I would imagine also that Ben Simmons will not be playing. Uh, For the Raptors, um, Serge Ibaka is questionable, and Patrick McCaw is out. Other than that, everyone's good to go. For Miami Heat at OKC, Kendrick Nunn is out, and Kelly Olynyk is probable. For the Clippers at Denver game, for the Nuggets, Will Barton uh, still out along with Gary Harris. Jeremy Grant listed as questionable. The Clippers yet to submit an injury report, but I doubt it will be very full. I'm not aware of whether uh, whether Montrez Harrell has cleared um, quarantining yet to be able to rejoin his, uh, rejoin his team on the floor. 
but you can absolutely imagine that Kawhi and Paul George will be playing. Uh, this would be a really important win for the Clippers. So that's our injury report. We're going to talk about yesterday's games before we talk a little bit about the standings and where everything lies in the West because things are crazy in the West right now. So much is changing. Uh, there is the potential for like five different teams to be moving up or down. So we will go into that. Absolutely. So games that happened yesterday, Nets and Magic. What went down? Nets won 108-96 with a big performance from Timothy Luau Cabarro. 24 points in 24 minutes. The man that no one had heard of before the bubble started come out, uh, coming out again with a big performance. On the Magic side of the ball, no one really scoring the ball all that well other than Markel Fultz who put up 18 points. But the Nets walking away with a win there. For Rockets at, at Spurs, as I had mentioned, James Harden not playing in that game, but Russell Westbrook did. He put up 20 points in 27 minutes, with the entire starting lineup of Houston playing less than 30 minutes. On the Spurs side of the ball, uh, DeMar DeRozan, 23 points in 28 minutes, 24 points in 26 minutes for Kelton Johnson, and then a good all-round performance from that point on. Uh, I think Houston was really saving themselves for uh, bigger games that they have going on uh, today. So I, you know, I don't think there's too much to take away from that one. As far as I'm aware, the Spurs are essentially out of contention for getting into the playoffs. I think mathematically it might still be possible. It's just looking exceedingly more unlikely. Uh, they're actually only 0.001% percent back win share wise on the nine and ten seed currently in the west but they're likely not going to be moving up into that playoff contention spot the suns win again yesterday 130 to 117 against the Sixers. they are now seven and zero in the bubble remaining the only undefeated team behind another 35 point performance from devin booker with nine rebounds and seven assists in 41 minutes of play the Sixers obviously did not have Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. They actually didn't play pretty much their entire starting lineup with Matisse uh, Thibel, Mike Scott, Kylo Quinn, and Shake Milton getting big minutes. Um, so really a, a good win for the Suns, but one that you'd expect given the fact that they weren't going up against a full-strength Philly team. In fact, it was really the Philly second stringers. The Celtics beat the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies continue to fall. The Grizzlies now officially out of the 8th seed in the West. They are the 9th seed. They now have a disadvantage against the Trailblazers for that play-in tournament, if they can even remain in that spot, if the Suns don't take it first. So the Celtics get the win there, as to be expected. Jason Tatum puts up 29 points and 6 rebounds in 29 minutes of play. Kemba Walker, 19, Gordon Hayward, 19, and then a smattering for everyone else around them. On the other side of the ball, Ja Morant puts up 26 points and 13 assists in a valiant effort to will his Grizzlies to remain in that eight spot, but he is unable to do it with the next highest scorer on the team being Brandon Clark with just 15 points. Unfortunately, it was never going to happen yesterday for the Grizzlies. Now, for what was undoubtedly the best game of the day, Trailblazers versus Mavericks coming down to the final seconds with the Trailblazers walking away with the win 134 to 131. Damian Lillard putting up 60. That's right, I said 61 points. 
with eight assists and five rebounds in 41 minutes of play. Outrageous performance by Dame Time. Carmelo also putting up 26. Rest of the team, a smattering of points here and there. But ultimately, what does it matter when you've got Damian Lillard putting up 61 points? Who even cares what else is happening? Your team has got a pretty darn good chance of winning that ball game. On the Mavericks side of the ball, Porzingis had 36 points and 6 rebounds. Luka had 25 points, 10 assists, and 8 rebounds. Um, good, good performances from everyone on the Mavs, really. 24 points for Tim Hardaway Jr., 15 for Dorian Finney-Smith, 12 for Trey Burke, 12 for Maxi Claver. Really what happened here was Damian Lillard just took over down the stretch and was completely unstoppable. He consistently would switch on to Porzingis, and Porzingis was completely unable to do anything about him. Porzingis also fouling out of the game at the end, which has been a real issue for the Mavs toward the end of these close games. The Mavs actually responded better in crunch time than uh, the majority of other games that we've seen them play in positions like this. And for the Trailblazers, this was like a Game 7 of the Finals. This was an all-important game for them to grab that 8 seed, take control of their own destiny. They had to win this game, and they did it. It was a really, really fun game to watch. The Mavs making good decisions late in games. Luka continuously driving to the paint rather than trying to take these contested three-point shots. Ultimately, here's where the game changed. The Mavs down one, ball uh, in Luka's hands. He's driving towards the basket. He passes it off to Trey Burke, and Trey Burke absolutely has an opportunity to just take an easy layup. It would have been a reverse layup, so maybe it wouldn't have been that easy, but he could have just made the layup. The Mavs would have been up with about three seconds left. Probably would have won the game. There's about four or five seconds left on the clock at this point. Instead, he passes the ball out to Dorian Finney-Smith on the three-point line, who knocks down the three, but not before Trey Buck falls into Damian Lillard, and Damian Lillard does a superb job of selling the offensive foul. He goes down, trailblazer ball, and the Mavericks lose the game. On that key defensive possession by Damian Lillard, ultimately, if he had just stood up when Trey Buck, like if he hadn't fallen over, I don't think the offensive foul would have been called. But great IQ on the court there by Lillard to read the situation. Consider the fact that if he's going to go down, he's likely going to get the offensive foul and they're going to win the game. That's a great crunch time play from a guy who scored 61 points. And arguably the most important possession was the one where he didn't even have the ball and he decided to just fall over. But this was a really fun game. Uh, a really encouraging game for fans of both teams. Trailblazers doing a great job uh, getting to that 8 spot. The Mavs still fighting to, to try and get into that 6 seed. But maybe they don't want to anymore. Maybe they're thinking the Nuggets are going to be taking the 2 spot. Clippers are going to move down to 3. But what if the Rockets move up? We're going to talk about that in just a second. But quickly, we'll go over the fact the Bucks beat the Wizards 126-113. to 113. Giannis ejected after just 10 minutes on the floor after headbutting Mo Wagner. You heard me. He headbutted Mo. Well, really what happened is he didn't necessarily headbutt Mo Wagner. I think he kind of walked into Mo Wagner with the intention of having his head leaning into his head 
as you see NBA players do sometimes when they have to have coarse words with one another. I think Mo just did a good job of selling the headbutt. There was a little bit of force behind it, but it wasn't enough to knock a man to the ground or even particularly shake him by what I saw. Bucks still able to walk away with the win without much of an issue, though. The Wizards, I'm not even sure what they are playing for at this point. And finally, Kings-Pelicans. Kings won 112-106. to No one played in this game. Let's not talk about it. So, let's again, once again, talk about what's happening in the Western Conference. Because every day that I talk about it, something changes because of these games. So, let's break it down. Lakers in the one spot. That is the only person right now who's really locked into that place. 52 and 18, they've got the one spot. Let's talk... Oh, gosh, it's hard to even say two through anything, because two through seven, it's, it's a pretty close run thing. But let's break it two, three, four for right now. Let's talk two, three, four. The Clippers are currently in the two spot, 47 and 23. The Nuggets are currently in the three spot, 46 and 25. The Rockets currently in the four spot, 44 and 26. The Nuggets and Clippers play today. So let's say the Clippers win that game. They move up to 48 and 23. Uh, So yeah, they're at 48 and 23, and they're pretty solidly locked into the two spot at that point. The Nuggets would go to 46 and 26, which means that the Rockets would be... 44 and 26. They're two games back at that point. Unless, of course, the Rockets also win today, pushing them to 45 and 26. So you'd have the Nuggets at 46 and 26, the Rockets at 45 and 26. This gives the Rockets the opportunity in their last seeding game to move up. The Nuggets could actually end up falling into the four spot as opposed to uh, remaining in that three or even moving up to that two. But let's say the Nuggets win today and the Clippers lose. That means the Nuggets go to 47 and 25. The Clippers go to 47 and 24. So the Nuggets are half a game back at that point. And then the Nuggets have the opportunity to move into the two spot. The Rockets even. Who knows? I don't think they can technically claim the two spot at this point. They can certainly move to the three. But then you've also got the Thunder in the five spot, who are 43 and 27, just a game back on the Rockets. So in theory, you could see a complete jumble here, at least from kind of two to five. But then you look at six, and the Jazz are only half a game back on the Thunder. It's a, it's a bad situation, I think, for the Jazz right now. They have the potential that they could play, potentially be playing the Rockets, Nuggets, or Clippers. The Mavericks also in a really interesting position right now. So they're currently set in seven, and it's looking... I think it's impossible at this point for them to move out of the seven spot. So right now, they'd be facing the Clippers in the first round. Not an ideal situation. The Clippers have really owned them on the court every time they've come up against each other this season. But the Nuggets against the Mavericks would be a much more favorable uh, matchup if you're the Mavericks. I don't know about the Rockets. I don't I don't think anyone really wants to see the Rockets in the first round either. But seeing the Nuggets in the first round for the Mavericks, I think that'd be a pretty welcome surprise for them. I think the, the Mavs have a much better chance of taking down the Nuggets than they do the Clippers. And then, 
to top things off in the West, you have the 8, 9, and 10 spot. These are the, the critical ones at the bottom here now. As I said, the Spurs are only half a game back, but it's looking increasingly likely that this is a race now between the Trailblazers, the Grizzlies, and the Suns. So the Grizzlies are no longer the 8 spot. They've moved down to 9. The Trailblazers are an 8 with a record of 34 and 39. The Grizzlies are half a game back on that, winning, uh, going 33 and 39, tied exactly with the Suns, who are also 33 and 39 right now. So what are we looking at here? What, what's likely going to happen? Well, let, let's talk about the games that these teams have coming up and what is, what is most likely to happen. So Trailblazers, Grizzlies, and Suns. None of them are playing today. And then tomorrow, the Suns have another game against the Mavericks, who they already played and beat earlier um, in this bubble. That day, the Bucks play the Grizzlies. Now, even if the Bucks decide to rest Giannis, even if they decide to rest Chris Middleton, I'm not certain that the Grizzlies win that game. The Trailblazers, however, play the Nets, who I think they are more than capable of beating. So, if the Suns beat the Mavericks, let's assume that the Grizzlies lose to the Bucks. I think that is the most likely scenario out of all of those things. The Grizzlies lose to the Bucks. They move to 33-40. and 40. Let's say the Suns beat the Mavericks... That's what they need to do to move into that 9 spot. The Grizzlies are then pushed into 10. I think it's more than likely that the Trailblazers win their game against... Um, the Trailblazers are likely going to beat the Nets, but if they don't, they would move to 34-40. and 40. The Suns win their game, they would be 34-39. and 39. So the Suns would actually then jump into the 8 seed. At that point, the, the only games, those are the only games that are left for those three teams. So tomorrow, Thursday, is a phenomenally, phenomenally important game for teams in the bottom part of the West. I cannot stress that enough. Tomorrow is going to be such a fun day of basketball. Mavs Suns is on TNT. I highly, highly suggest that you watch that game. That one is going to be so unbelievably important to the Suns. So today, what's going on? We've got Pacers Rockets. As I mentioned, not a lot of Pacers uh, players playing. We don't know what's going to be going on with the Rockets. But if I were them, I would play my starters because I would want to be moving up right now if I am the Rockets. I, I think that they'll play the top guys. Raptors at 76ers. Raptors are pretty... I think they're locked into the two seed at this point. 76ers does not matter too much to them. Raptors are most likely walking away with a win. Heat-Thunder. Really an important game for the Thunder. You could argue they've got the potential that they could move up to the fourth spot. And then, as I mentioned, the biggest game of the day, Clippers-Nuggets, happening at 9 on ESPN. Watch that one. This is the battle for the two seed. You want to see this. This is, this is really important to what's going to be happening in the playoffs.
So that's going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for listening. Before, as I mentioned, if you could review the show, recommend it to your friends, share it on social media, it would mean the absolute world to me. I'm having such a blast doing this. I will be back here tomorrow to break down all of the games from today, to give you an update on the standings, your daily injury report, of course, and breaking down the most important games of tomorrow, because as I've mentioned, there's a lot of them, and things could have changed today, so we'll see. But thank you for listening. I will be back here tomorrow. I will see you then.